Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Joe Biden is taking a victory lap. For what? For losing fewer seats than Barack Obama's 63 in 2010? Look, you know, just, this is a referendum on Biden versus Trump. It is time to dump Trump. And you have all these Republicans. Yeah, dump Trump. For what? Katie Britt won. J.D. Vance won. Herschel Walker's going to win this. Okay, when you remove the libertarian candidate and the thousands of votes, libertarians are either not going to vote or they're going to vote for Herschel Walker. They sure as hell ain't voting for Warnock. So Herschel Walker's going to win that. And there are races outstanding. Why is Joe Biden taking a victory lap? And why are Republicans buying this? Well, we got to dump Trump. Ah, we got to do it now. Do it now. Paul Ryan's out there. We got to dump him now. Why? What has Paul Ryan ever done to gain a majority? Nothing. What has Mitch McConnell ever done to get a majority? Nothing. Other than controlling the Senate leadership fund and saying, do it my way or you don't get any money. I'll say this straight up. It ain't wrong. To look at Ron DeSantis for 2024, not wrong. Not wrong to say there should be a primary. Even if you are the biggest Trump supporter, being a Trump supporter and Trump worshiper should be two different things. Nobody should worship a president. Nobody. There should be no worship. So there should be a primary. That's how it's done. But just remember Who got us here? How did we get MAGA? How did we get America first? How did we push out Jeb Bush? It was one guy that did it. One. And I will will not join any dump Trump train. Get the hell out of here with that. Look at Long Island. Look at New York. New York lit up red. Lee Zeldin fell short because of New York City. Period. End of story. Republicans flipped all of the congressional seats in Long Island and worked their way upstate. Republicans took out the head of the of the Democrats' fundraising arm in the House of Representatives. Sean Patrick Maloney is out there. Ew, this is great. Biden did so good. Dude, you lost. You lost. You're out. Well, it's gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. The map was signed off on by Andrew Cuomo. It's Cuomo's map in New York. New York lit up red. And you have Lee Zeldin to thank for that. Between Trump and Zeldin, we are where we are. Weinzik 695, Patriot 9572874. By the way, love me some Ron DeSantis. Love me some Ron DeSantis. I expect Ron DeSantis to not only be president in my lifetime, but to be an amazing president in my lifetime. But let's be honest. Who put him on the map when he was running for governor? I think he knows it. I think everybody knows it. Now, he's doing an amazing job. He's doing an amazing job. If I had it my way, I hate to do this to my beloved Florida. I always have one, I, I, I'm going to tell you this every single day. 
I am on Realtor or Zillow or whatever looking at real estate in Florida. And because of where my friends and family are, I look around Kissimmee, I look around Haines City, I look around Intercession, Winter Garden. Yes, in and around the Disney suburbs. <laughs> you can really you could you could say that, right? I mean, Disney is like its own city. In and around the Disney suburbs. I look at Melbourne Beach from time to time. I'm always looking at Florida, Hollywood. I'm always looking I'm, I was born in Hollywood. I've even looked at some of the areas around Gainesville, Florida. And Ocala. I lived in Fort Walton Beach. Look around there. Mary Esther. Pensacola. Looking every day. I would hate to do this to my beloved Florida, but if I could get in the ear of Republicans, I'd say, make Ron DeSantis the Speaker of the House. The Lieutenant Governor in Florida's got this. Okay? Make Ron DeSantis, the Speaker of the House, take that meteor that just smashed into a Democrat stronghold in Miami-Dade and put that guy third in line to be, second in line to be president. Third in line. Depends on how you, first first the president, second the vice president, third the Speaker of the House, depending on how you want to do that. Put him in line to be president. Then impeach Biden. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. Am I saying it? Yeah. And then just wait patiently until Kamala Harris really Fs things up and then get rid of her too. You'd have President DeSantis right now, if that's what you wanted. But make him Speaker of the House. Now please don't be adult. And call the program and go, uh, actually, he's not a member of Congress. You don't have to be. I mean, if you really wanted to get crazy, well, there aren't going to be any Supreme Court. Anyway. But the Speaker of the House doesn't actually have to be a member of the House of Representatives, as per the Constitution. It just says, the House shall choose its Speaker. Imagine that. Imagine that. And we've said that about Trump as well. That would be the boldest of bold political moves, but I'm sure the Republican Pez dispenser wouldn't let it happen. The first party, let me tell you something about winning. The first party that formally adopts, and it ain't going to happen, a rejection of it's their turn, will become the most dominant party. And you look around, how many times has somebody lost even though it was their turn? Right? Hillary Clinton. It was her turn. Actually, you could start with Al Gore. It was his turn. He did not become president. Then it was Hillary's turn. I'm sorry, um... Uh, well, yes, it was Hillary's turn, and she didn't become president. It was also McCain's turn. He didn't become president. Then it was Romney's turn, and he didn't become president. Then it was Jeb Bush's turn, and he didn't become president. Whenever somebody says it's their turn, understand that's the worst metric. The worst metric. Nobody votes on that. 
right? In 2008, it was Hillary's turn. Barack Obama came in and had her out by South Carolina. You can go back even further. In 2000, it was McCain's turn. Bush beat McCain, right? It was Al Gore's turn in 2000. Bush beat first McCain, then Al Gore. Then it became McCain's turn. And what happened? Romney beat McCain. And then they both lost. Well, okay, I lost last time, so it becomes my turn next time. Okay, then I lost again, and then it becomes your turn next time, and then you lose. So it's amazing to watch this play out when somebody loses. Right? You 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 it becomes it becomes this it becomes this thing where it's their turn. And Hillary's turn was twice, and twice she lost. So nobody cares if it's your turn. Kevin or Mitch or anyone else for that matter. It's nobody's turn. There should be a vibrant discussion about who's going to be Speaker of the House and if Herschel Walker wins, who's going to be Senate Majority Leader. And I argued this friendly, I might add, as friendly and as civil as it could be with my friend Hugh Hewitt the other night. He said nobody wants the job. Why don't they want the job? Because of fear. Now, if you get a guy like Blake Masters and a guy like J.D. Vance and a girl like Katie Britt and a guy like Herschel Walker and a few others who actually reach down and, you know, feel something, the idea that the die is cast and we get McCarthy and McConnell, that's how it happened with Ryan and McConnell. And what do we get out of that? Nothing. Well, Andrew, they cut taxes and they saved the country with Merrick Garland. That's boilerplate stuff. We were supposed to get border security, budget cuts, an Obamacare repeal. Didn't get that stuff. We didn't get any clampdown on these federal agencies. We got the big spending and we were told, well, it's good spending because it's Republican spending. No, it's not. And now here we are. Those voices, Ryan and McConnell, McCarthy and McConnell, they're out there. Wow, you see, this is proof. We got to get rid of Trump. Get rid of him and get rid of him now. Why? So you guys can get control of the budget and do the same old, same old? You give Biden what he wants. He says, I'll sign the budget. You give me what I want and we're all happy. But we're not all happy. This is not hard. You know what? I actually thought about this this morning. My son's school is closed today. They're having all-day parent-teacher conferences. And the high school, actually, my son is in first grade. The high school was having, since all the coaches are not, you know, coaching because school's off today, all the coaches are running this, like, multi-sport sports clinic. And it was just a few dollars. And my wife's like, you know, he's going to be sitting home doing nothing. I don't want him playing video games. So we signed him up for it. So he's going to play some soccer. He's going to play some basketball. They're going to use all the facilities at the local school. And he's going to go, you know, uh do sports. Great. And I was thinking to myself this morning, you know, conservatism is really not that hard. Oh, because it's simple. 
actually, do you know what smart people do? I'll take a sip of my coffee here. Do you know what smart people do better than anyone else? They make things simple, right? And when I say smart, I don't mean that they can't be wrong on other things. But what did Bill Gates do? Right? Windows made computers. Now, really, he didn't design Windows. Everybody knows that. But he was smart enough to see it. That Windows, the Windows operating system, made computers once, you know, kind of a foreign language to the majority of people on planet Earth, now accessible to everyone. They simplified the use of the computer. Actually, I would say that's what many of our favorite apps have done. Smart people have made things simpler. Making something more complicated doesn't make you smart. It makes you a technocrat. But conservatism is actually not hard stuff. Right? You cut taxes and then you cut spending. That's basic. You cut spending. Right? When you look at the idea that someone, if you say to someone, you know, we're going to get rid of the Department of Education. Oh my God, you're going to get rid of the Department of Education. What are we going to do? The kids are going to be illiterate. Slow down. You forgot 50 states. Each with a state department of education, each with a university system, each with an ability to craft a curriculum and provide materials for the education system. It's not hard. This is not hard. Hey, see that border with Mexico? People are crossing it illegally. Maybe you should build a wall so they can't. Oh, see, it's not hard. Oh, actually, some people are going to climb over. Yeah, I'm not saying you leave it abandoned. Uh, actually, someone's going to dig under. Okay, we'll put some sensors in the ground. But if you're looking at a the idea that you don't even attempt to solve a problem because you haven't come up with the perfect solution is foolish thinking. Right? Sure, you can lock your door at night and someone might kick your door open. Negating the lock, you know, defeating the locked door. But you don't leave the door unlocked. Well, pff, I could lock this thing, but somebody might climb through the window. No, you take measures. But it's not hard. There's people there. They're coming here. And they're crossing that line. Well, what if we put something in their way? Huh. See, not hard. <laughs> this is, this is, this is, this is not hard. And we didn't get that from Ryan and McConnell. You know what we got from them? From the establishment? And they're like, dump Trump, dump Trump, dump Trump. Get rid of him. Get rid of him now. And you know what? Even if they succeed, do you really think they're going to let Ron be Ron? I don't think so. I think the establishment's going to try to corrupt Ron. And if they can't corrupt him, they're going to undermine him like they did Trump. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. But as I said, Barack Obama cost the Democrats 63 seats in his first midterm. And instead of going, oh my God, this was, I mean, this is the craziest victory ever. What did Republic how did Republicans react to that? <laughs> we only have the House of Representatives, you know, we're all budgets originate. <laughs> 
Democrats took 63 seats from a Republican, they'd be making a fist and ramming their agenda down the throats of the Republican Party as best they could. Dude, we only have the House. Four years later, we gave them the Senate. We had Ryan and McConnell. Oh, what do you want us to do? We only have the House and the Senate. I want you guys to do something. Argue with this guy. Now, it was great. It was great how McConnell handled the whole Merrick Garland thing. I'm not going to take that away from him. But that was pretty much it. Okay? 2016 rolls around. And all these Republicans... We got to cut the spending. We've got waste, fraud, and abuse. We got to cut the budget. We got to build a wall. We got to repeal Obamacare. Trump gets in office and they go, wow, we don't want to upset people. Moderates. Midterms are going to be coming up. And then in 2018, they lost. Now, why did that happen? Well, when you run on something and you list your agenda items, and you win, and then you don't do it? It's no wonder you lose. Republicans win when they act like Republicans. So stop it with the dumb Trump stuff. Wines at 695, Patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program can not be broken. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West on Serious XM Patriot Channel 125.